God, as we come to this time of celebrating your table, celebrating communion to remember the body that was given and the blood that was shed at the cross, guide our time, lead our time, draw us near. And it is in your great name we pray. Amen. Please open your Bibles to Colossians chapter 1, verses 21 and 22. Colossians chapter 1, verses 21. Colossians chapter 1, verses 21 and 22. What is your relationship to God? What is your relationship to God? Is your relationship good, bad, indifferent? Don't care to have one? Don't think I have one? This is a very important question that needs to have a biblically informed answer. Please follow along as I read in Colossians chapter 1, verses 21 and 22. And although you were formerly alienated and hostile in mind, engaged in evil deeds, yet he has now reconciled you in his fleshly body through death in order to present you before him holy and blameless and beyond reproach. Here, the Apostle Paul is speaking to Colossian believers. And in these two verses, God's word is telling us about Christ's reconciling work. He starts off by telling the Colossian believers about their previous relationship to God and by implication every unbeliever's current relationship to God. He says that although you were formerly alienated and hostile in mind, engaged in evil deeds, these Corinthian believers previously and unbelievers are currently alienated, estranged, separated from God. And this is not merely a neutral separation. There is significant conflict. This word for hostile is used to describe the enemies of God, ones who have a hatred for God. And this is not just a hatred that is kept in the mind. It is one that is expressed by doing wickedness, by being engaged in evil deeds. And this is not a one-sided conflict. In other places in the Bible, it's clear that God is not tolerant of his enemies. He takes vengeance on his adversaries and reserves wrath for his enemies. This is pretty strong language. Hatred, enemies, wickedness. Most everyone here, myself included, would not naturally evaluate ourselves this way. When I hear such strong language applied to humans, I often think of wicked men, mass murderers such as Hitler or Stalin or Mao. And comparing myself to them, my sin seems pretty insignificant. However, that is not the measure that is used for comparison. The person that I'm being measured against, the person that you're being measured against, is God. And his standard is perfection. He is holy, holy, holy. And my sin, any of it, all of it, is an infinite offense to him. It's rebellion against him. My sin is shaking my fist at God and saying, 
I don't like you being in charge. I want to be in charge, and I'm going to do things my way. That's the description of the relationship to God that the Colossian believers used to have. Let's continue reading in verse 22. Yet he has now reconciled you. Jesus has changed that relationship from alienated to reconciled. He brought peace to the conflict. These believers were enemies of God, actively fighting against God, rightly sitting under the judgment of God. And Jesus brought reconciliation. He brought peace. How was that reconciliation accomplished? Continue reading. In his fleshly body through death. God's perfect justice does not allow sin to go unpunished. He cannot simply overlook sin. So Jesus, in order to bring that peace, went in the place of believers. He went as a substitute for them. He went to the cross to bear God's wrath for sin. Verse 20, the previous verse to our passage, specifically says that Jesus made peace through the blood of his cross. And here, believers are reconciled in his body through death. At the cross, Jesus' blood was shed, and his body was given to satisfy the wrath of God for sin. And the result of that was peace. There's no more conflict. There's no more wrath for sin for believers. Everyone here has a relationship to God. And that relationship falls into one of only two categories. You are either alienated or you are reconciled. You are either in open conflict with God and he with you, or you have peace with God. Those are objective realities, whether you believe them or not, and that is truth. There's only one way to be reconciled to God, and it's not simply believing in God. The demons believe in God. It's not simply growing up in a Christian home or having Christian parents. It's not simply obeying your parents. It's not simply going to church. It's not simply doing nice things and serving people. And it's not even simply reading your Bible. The only way to be reconciled to God is to put your faith and trust in Christ alone. Confess to God that you are a sinner and that you fully deserve his wrath for your sin. Recognize that you have no way to please God on your own. Respond to God's grace by repenting and turning from your sin and turning to Christ and following him. Everyone that repents and believes in Christ has been reconciled to God and has peace with God. If you would, by your own admission, say that you have not been reconciled to God, then when the trays come by, when the little cracker and the juice comes by, we simply ask that you would pass that by. This is a time that's reserved for those that are celebrating the body and the blood of Christ. But know this, you are still separated from God, and this is not a neutral separation. You are, in fact, 
in rebellion against God, and he will not tolerate your sin forever. As long as there is breath in your lungs, you are under God's compassion. He's giving you an opportunity to repent. And I beg you, do that right now. Talk to the person that brought you. Talk to me or any one of the other pastors. We would love to walk you through that. If you would say that you are a believer and you have reconciliation with God, but your heart is hardened by sin, confess that sin right now. Turn from it and turn to Christ and join us. Believers, you were alienated. You were hostile. And Christ has reconciled you. And the rest of verse 22, he reconciled you in order to present you before God, holy and blameless and beyond reproach. The reason for this reconciliation is so that Jesus can present you before God. Holy, meaning set apart, blameless, without any blemish, and beyond reproach, meaning no charge can legitimately be brought against you. When Christ presents you before his Father, God is not going to see your sinfulness. He's going to see Christ's perfect righteousness. And you, being in the presence of his glory, you will have great joy. Please take communion on your own when your hearts are prepared. Men, please serve us.